Hi, I'm Emily Williams, the founder of the top success and personal development company for driven women called I Heart My Life. I grew my company from $442 to seven figures in my first 18 months. And since then, it's become a movement for women who know they're meant for something big and refuse to settle. At I Heart My Life, we operate with the belief that anything is possible and no dream is too big. We're all about combining business strategy, deep mindset work, high performance practices, money tips, and a whole lot of lifestyle to help you get the results you deserve in all areas of life. Because after all, we only get this one shot. This is your one-stop shop for all things inspiration. So grab your favorite drink and a pen and a notebook and get ready to be inspired. Oh, and if you're not a member of our community, go to iheartmylife.com slash join and receive all of our emails and announcements. And while you're at it, copy and paste this episode link and share it with three friends. Now on to the episode. Hey, it's Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life and your host of the I Heart My Life show. This is episode 212, the truth about finding worthiness, happiness, and success. So today I have a special guest with me, actually a special teacher. My husband, James Williams, who's also a certified high performance coach, is here talking all about finding worthiness, happiness, and success. We recently had a conversation about how he feels that I'm looking for all of those things in the wrong place. He's definitely brutally honest with me, (laughs) always very, very nice in his delivery, but he's always truthful. And he shared that he feels like this is an issue that a lot of female entrepreneurs have. So he wanted to record this episode to teach you how to find all of those things and how to increase your level of success through worthiness and happiness. This is a really important episode because oftentimes those of us who are driven We're actually looking for those things in the wrong place. And so James is going to share a little bit more about how he actually measures happiness and worthiness and the metric that you should be looking for when you're actually tracking those things. Now, it's probably not what you think it is. So I really want you to pay attention to this episode. Make sure you get a piece of paper and a pen or your favorite journal and take some notes because I know you're going to be inspired. James is truly my secret weapon behind the scenes when it comes to high performance, sustainable success, and happiness. He always reminds me to be present in the moment. And although I have a lot to do in this life, remember that each of these moments today are only going to happen once. And so really bring it back to the present moment. Get clear on what's bringing me joy and happiness now And of course, I can still be driven and think about the future when it's the time to do that. So without further ado, I'm going to hand it over to James and let him share all this incredible content with you. This episode was sponsored by our Seven Figure Framework Workshop. This workshop is a live workshop happening June 21st to 25th, designed to support you in knowing exactly how to scale your online business. I know that you are sick of working harder to reach your revenue goals. You're experiencing fear and anxiety when you think about the next level. Maybe you don't have the systems or processes or SOPs in place, and all of it is in your head. Maybe you're worried about hiring or training a team and stepping into a leadership role. Maybe you wonder if you really have what it takes to grow a business and you're worried about taking on more clients and spending more time in order to go to the next level. 
You want something that is simple. And trust me, you should be able to scale your business, increase your impact, and grow your team. You deserve that. And for that reason, we've created this incredible live workshop to walk you through our seven-figure framework. We're specifically diving into my signature cash method, which has helped me go from $442 all the way up to seven figures in my first 18 months in business and stay at the million-dollar mark ever since then. So over these five days, we're going to cover a ton of information that will support you in creating a scalable strategy for your company. It's going to support you in putting in place that cash method in your business. It's going to help you figure out who to hire and when. It's going to support you in creating a millionaire mindset. And it's all done within the confines of an incredible Facebook group full of high-level business owners designed to support you, to lift you up, to show you what's possible, and to keep you moving forward. So if you're ready to get into massive action, definitely check out the link in our show notes to our seven-figure framework workshop. Or you can go to iheartmylife.com slash 7FF. That's number 7FF and sign up today. You're going to want to attend live. All the trainings are happening in the Facebook group. We'll even be taking your questions. And guess what? You get your own personal high-performance accountability coach to support you along the way. So let's do it. Go to iheartmylife.com slash 7FF. I'll see you there. Hey, everybody. James Williams here. So wonderful to be here on the podcast. Emily spoke to me recently and asked me to record this episode. And it was so wonderful because it was so much in alignment with um, a subject that I've been talking about recently in my own work, which was... Are you looking in the wrong place to feel worthy, happy, and successful? Are you measuring these things by metrics that you don't actually control? It was so interesting me talking about this subject with my community because if you are all reading Emily's email that she sent out recently, it's actually sent out today, which as I'm recording this is the 2nd of June. I'll uh, touch on it briefly for you. The email subject line was, Hard on yourself? Read this. Do you ever find yourself wondering if you've ever gone, if you're ever going to reach your goals? Maybe you feel like week after week, month after month, year after year, things are taking longer than you'd hoped. Maybe you have some days where you feel deflated. You're still working more hours than you'd like. And that to-do list is still a mile long. And sometimes you feel like you're drowning. Emily knows that sometimes she can relate to that. In fact, recently she felt the same. Although that experience for her certainly isn't the norm anymore. Um, And she writes in this email that when she was in that place, she used to ask me for support. Which nicely ties into me being the person supporting you on this podcast today. Because I have some, um, you know, something to say around this. Because... You know, it wasn't too long ago, maybe uh, six years ago, seven years ago, where I left my 12-year career in television. And during a lot of that career, I was in this year for this career for 12 years, and I probably should have left that career maybe after year six because, you know, I started to feel like really there there should have been more for me. And I was I was in a bit of a rut, and I know we we all know what that feels like. You know, looking back now, one of the reasons that I was stuck there is that I was extrinsically motivated. 
What does that mean? Well, I was very much motivated by getting my rewards from things coming to me, right? Whether it be getting a pay rise, whether it be, you know, someone telling me I did a great job or, you know, my family saying I love you. I was getting my sense of happiness and success and worthiness from things coming to me rather than from from me. And so I wasn't progressing. You know, I kept changing what I was doing. I kept trying new things, but I wasn't really progressing my, you know, who I was at my best because I was waiting for those things to come to me. The moment I started progressing, the moment I made that decision to leave that career, to, to become a coach, to become an entrepreneur, to start a business, to really start progressing was the moment that I took responsibility for recognizing my worthiness, for generating my happiness, and for showing up with a successful attitude. Because when I started doing that, my worthiness was then a product of me looking inside at why I was worthy. My happiness was a product of working out, well, what do I want? What do I actually desire? And feeling worthy enough to shoot for that every single day. And my success was a product of me registering every day, every little step that I took forward towards that desire. So why is it that a lot of people don't feel that worthy? Why is it a lot of people don't often feel that successful? And why is it that this idea of happiness sometimes is much harder for some people to gain, even though on the, you know, from people looking in, they've got every reason to be happy. Why is, why is it that a lot of people struggle with that? Well, from being a high performance coach now for the last six years, I've realized that people are measuring the metrics of their worthiness, their success, and their happiness by metrics that they actually don't control. They're measuring it by things that they depend on other people or other situations or other experiences coming to them rather than them being the ones responsible for generating and becoming who they need to be to feel worthy, successful or happy. So why is it that people do this, do you think? Well, when people are so focused on their future like Emily was back, you know, back in the day when she first started her business and she was asking me for a lot of support and was beating herself up and not feeling worthy. I realized then, and especially now, that very driven people, especially, but really a lot of people, are very, very focused on the future that they haven't even arrived in yet. They spend most of their time thinking about all the things they've got to do all the things they want to achieve and all the things that haven't arrived yet, which is a kind of an anxious feeling, right? Or they spend a lot of their time in their past thinking about the fact that based on all of the things they've done, based on all the evidence of their past, there's nothing there that provides proof that they can actually even achieve their desires. So then they don't move forward. So what's the, what's the commonality with these two things? Either being stuck in the past, not seeing, looking for evidence that you can be brave enough to take a step forward to what you desire, or stuck in the future, constantly anxious about what, what hasn't happened yet. What's the commonality? 
not being present. And this is a global pandemic. You know, we're going through, we've been through a pandemic recently, like a viral pandemic. This is a mental, emotional pandemic that has existed for actually quite a long time. People are not present. So what happens? What happens when we're not present? Well, when we're not in the moment, when we're not present, we're not taking action in the one place that we can actually progress. You see, if we're stuck there, constantly thinking about what next, what next, what next, how are we ever going to register and be grateful for and feel worthy and accomplished for the things that we are achieving now? And if we're constantly stuck in the past, how are we ever going to generate the courage to do those big, scary things that we really want in our future? You know, I truly believe that in our past, you know, we have a library. We have a library where we get to stack our confidence. We get, we get to stack our worthiness based on recognizing what we're achieving each day so that we can build that confidence based on our competence to be able to look forward, make plans and take that big leap. But none of that can be done in the past or in the future because those times don't exist. It's only here in the present moment that we can really feel into what it is that actually exists right now so that we can look forward to the future and make decisions on where we want to go. But how do we do this, I hear you ask? How do we develop more presence? Because the truth is, if you've been one of those people that is constantly thinking about tomorrow, what's coming next, or maybe you're one of those people that's constantly thinking about the past, it, you know, it's a neurological pattern. It's a habitual pattern. It's something that we're, we don't even know we're doing half the time, which is why in a minute, I'm going to run you through some questions that is going to help you figure out exactly where you're at. Okay. Because it's really important to think about this, but like, you know, like anything in life, human beings are the most adaptable, incredible things on this planet because we have the ability to change the way we think we have the ability to change the way our body reacts if we put conscious effort into creating those new physical and mental habitual patterns so that takes conscious effort over a period of time there's an interesting high performance concept called relative weight of importance and duration this concept explains that when we give a relative weight of emotional importance to a new thought or habit and we repeat it regularly, eventually that new thought or habit is going to be habitualized. It's going to be a habit. We're not going to have to think about it all the time. So if your goal is simply to be more present so that you can start generating the feeling of worthiness, you can recognize how successful you are at this point and you can generate happiness then trust me, it is possible to change that thought pattern. And I'm going to give you some support in how to do that on this call. So let me start by asking you a few questions. So we have some categories in, in uh, the high performance studies around this exact subject, around consciousness, to break this up. So you can really start thinking 
about all the different facets of consciousness and presence and how they have a huge impact on not only your progress, but on your performance, on your happiness, on who you show up as every single day, not only for yourself and your, you know, your career, but for the people in your life, for your relationships, for those people that, you know, really want you and need you to be at your best every day. So the first one here is be conscious of your thoughts. I'm sure a lot of you have heard the phrase, your thoughts create your reality. What you focus on is what you get. So ask yourself this question. Are you actually aware of your internal chatter and how that internal chatter affects you? Do you proactively guide your self-talk so that it's positive and supportive? And how easy do you find it to release or override your negative thinking? Just ask yourself that question right now. Maybe what you could do is give yourself a rating from 1 to 10. 10 being, yes, absolutely, I'm very aware. I'm very good at proactively guiding myself talk to be more positive and supportive. And yes, you know, I can release those overriding, overriding negative thinking thoughts easily or one no not at all it's a great way to gauge these questions just give yourself a a rating um don't make yourself wrong for whatever that score is because half of this half of this idea when we're developing ourselves is to be brave enough to dig deep and be really honest with ourselves as to where we're at we're not making it wrong we're not saying there's anything wrong with us we're just being really honest and saying do you know what If I'm going to progress, I've got to really bring up all the opportunities that I have to progress, which means bringing up where I could be better, putting that on the table and saying, right, these these are the things I'm going to be working on. So being conscious of your thoughts gives you the opportunity to wipe clean that mental dashboard and replace some of those negative thoughts with thoughts that are actually going to serve you every day. Because the truth is, problems are a part of life and when we get wrapped up in this idea of control that we can control things that illusion is the thing that takes everyone down the truth is you don't have any control there's only one thing that you have control over and that is your response to the world that's it how you respond dictates what move you make next it's what I call your response ability, your ability to respond to whatever comes at you. And the most successful, happy, worthy people out there are people that no matter what happens, whatever failures or challenges come their way, they have the ability to respond in alignment with their best selves so that they can take positive action towards a solution or development, learning from those situations to make sure they better their next situation. So the next area of consciousness here is being conscious of your feelings and your energy. How often do you sit back, be in the present moment and just sense how you feel? Am I feeling happy? Am I feeling stressed? Am Am I stuck in that future room, you know, stressed about all the things I have to do? Am I feeling slightly anxious or traumatized by my past? And what's my energy like right now? 
Is it manic? Am I kind of fueled by a stressful adrenaline? Or am I tired and drained? Or am I actually quite vibrant and, and, and calm and, and, and focused? Like taking the time to be conscious of your feelings, and your energy, again, gives you information. It gives you metrics that you can do something with. So ask yourself the question, do you know how you feel and why you feel that way throughout the day? How many of you listening to this right now actually take time to check in with yourself? Prevention is so much easier than cure. So rather than waiting to be stressed and overwhelmed to then decide to do something, making the decision and maybe even, you know, scheduling that in your calendar making the decision to check in with yourself every day and just be conscious of how am I feeling right now? What's my energy like right now? And where would I like my feelings and my energy to be? Now I have the opportunity to do something, take some action to maintain or change my feelings and my energy to get it to a place that's going to serve me today. The next area, which is really a result of those last two things, is being conscious of your behaviors. This is a really interesting one. You know, especially in the world, the last couple of years, um, 2020, and even, you know, through 2021, having gone through the pandemic and global kind of turbulence and, and some anxiety and some uncertainty, there's been a lot of unconscious behavior, reactive behavior. And there's a very there's, there's a big difference between our reactions and our responses. We don't actually have control over our reactions, right? They're emotionally dread, subconscious reactions. And that's okay, right? We all react. But what comes after reaction and the length of time it takes to switch from reaction to response, that's the key right there. So how conscious of you are you of your behaviors? Are the actions that you're taking in life purposeful? And when I say purposeful, are they in alignment with the best version of you heading towards being the person that you're proud of every day? Being the person that is in integrity with your values and who you feel, feel that you want to be, show up as every single day? Are you choosing to do things that are exhibiting the best of you every single day? And are you, you know, feeling a sense of pr pride around yourself and your character every single day? And it's okay if you're not. What we're doing right now is we're just trying to figure out, are you conscious of your behaviors? Are you checking in with how you've been behaving? Because again, this is, these are more metrics that you do have control over. You know, you can look at yesterday or the last week and think, you know, how was I behaving? What? You know, how was I showing up in that interaction with that person? You know, how have I been behaving with myself? Like when challenges hit, when I've got some news that wasn't great, how was I behaving in that situation? Was I conscious of it? Because the more conscious we become of our thoughts, our feelings and our behaviours, the more opportunity we have to start to make some changes to improve those things so that they can be habitual, they can be automatic, right? 
The next area here is is others, right? Being conscious of others. You know, are you in tune with how others around you are feeling? Because, you know, we're we're not in this world alone. And actually, it's very, very important that we understand the importance of connection, of the people in our lives, whether that's the intimate relationships we have, our professional relationships, anyone. Are we aware of that? You know, when we when we walk into a room, are we conscious of our behaviours and other people's sense of being? And are we responding in a way that's appropriate um, for those interactions? I mean, are you are you actively listening to other people and seeking to understand their worldview? Wouldn't that be great? You know, for the last couple of years, wouldn't it be great if rather than judging, we could just listen and just seek to understand each other a little bit? I think it's wonderful that there's so much variety and, and, and difference and, you know, different opinions and different thoughts and feelings. And wouldn't it be great if the world tried to just understand each other? And that's that starts just with us. If every day I could just make the decision to just try and understand, just be conscious of other people and go to understanding before judgment. The next area of consciousness is progress. Are you conscious of your progress? This goes back to what I was saying earlier about um, feeling successful or feeling worthy or even feeling happy. If you're not conscious of the progress that you're making in your life, how are you going to stack that confidence set shelf that I talked about in your in your past habitual library? There's so many people that I've worked with that are really successful. And when I ask them, well, you know, what would the 15-year-old you have thought of your life right now? And they're quite often they're like, well, they they'd probably be quite impressed. So why aren't you feeling impressed? And they're like, well, that's a good question. Normally it's because those people are so focused on what's next, what's next, what's next, they're not spending the time to actually consciously say, what did I achieve today? What am I proud of today? How have I progressed physically, mentally? How have I progressed professionally? How have I progressed as a husband, as a wife? How have I progressed as a friend, as a daughter, as a, as a son? How have I progressed in the world? And pro- progress doesn't have to be, you know, huge. It can be a, it can be a 1%. It can be a small step. But it's so important to recognize and be conscious of that progress because that's where we, we gain a sense of worth, a sense of recognition. And also, it's how we we measure and understand well what's working and what isn't working. For those listening to this who run businesses, you'll know that in your business you have metrics to measure. You must measure what's working, what's not working, so that you can do more of what's working and less of what's not working. That's how you progress your business. And it's the same with the business of you. When you're conscious of your personal progress you have the opportunity to gain metrics, 
that you do have control over. And I think a lot of people don't go here because it feels like I'm, you know, digging up all the things I'm not doing right. And I don't want to think about that. So they avoid being present and avoid measuring their progress because they're scared of looking at all the things that aren't going well. But this is a perspective shift because problems are opportunities. There is never going to be a world where problems don't exist. Problems are wonderful. I love finding out when things aren't working. I love finding problems because guess what's on the other side of a problem? A solution. The more problems you can find, the more solutions you have the opportunity to find and the faster you will progress. So the perspective shift is be excited to measure your progress. Be excited to figure out how many steps forward and how many steps back you've taken so that you can get information to take action on. The next area of consciousness is consciousness of the moment. Right now, you're listening to me. And all that exists in this moment is the sound of my voice, the temperature of the air in the room that you're sat in or stood in, or maybe you're outside, any noises that you feel or, or hear around you, any sensations in your body, any thoughts going through your mind. That is the moment. That's what's happening right here and right now. So let me ask you this, how often do you genuinely feel a sense of awareness and connection to the present moment? It's a real gift. When you are really present, time slows down. And who here listening to this podcast would love more time? Raise your hand. Right? Who here would love more time? Of course we'd all like more time. Time speeds up when you're not in the moment. So if you want time to, to elongate, you want to feel like you've got more time, practice being in the moment. Close all those unnecessary tabs in your, in your mind so that you can only focus on the moment and what's important right now and you'll find things slow down. And I'm gonna do a lot of practice with you at the end of this podcast to support you with that. Now our next area of consciousness, which is a really, really great one, is being conscious of intuition. Are you aware of your intuition? And when it speaks, you know that gut feeling, that, that deep, knowing that may not have any practical evidence associated to it you know when you've got some decisions to make and for some reason you just you feel like you want to go in this direction even though there's no evidence to support that that's the right direction how connected are you to that and do you listen to it i've got a deep sense of of intuition it's a deep, deep pull. Um, and I can tell you this, when I listen to it, I progress. When I don't listen to it and I do what I think other people think I should be doing, 
I don't progress. You know, really understanding and tapping into your intuition. And that's not those other little voices in your mind. Your intuition, it's down in your in your solar plexus, right? Right above your gut. I mean, it's, it's that it's that deep feeling of I, I have a real sense of what I what I should be doing right now. And I don't know why. Why is it that we're so obsessed with knowing why and how? Right? Sometimes we don't need evidence to take action. We just need to be really connected to what feels in integrity to us. And the last category of consciousness here I want to discuss with you is love. Love. Do you feel a, a, a deep sense of love for yourself? Ask yourself that question. Do you feel a deep sense of love for yourself? This is so important. This is so, so important. You know, I always say to the the, the service-based business owners, entrepreneurs, coaches, mentors, leaders that I coach that, you know, you are your number one client. That's a contract for life. Because how well you serve that client, that inner you, is a reflection of how well you can show up, how successful you will be. And that takes love. It takes a lot of love to be able to be conscious enough to, to look at your faults and not judge yourself for them. It takes a lot of self-love to be brave enough to take action despite lack of evidence that things are going to work out. It takes a lot of love to believe in yourself. It takes a lot of love to comfort yourself when things aren't going well. It takes a lot of love to lead and inspire yourself to take action when things feel hard. And of course you love yourself because you feed yourself, you wash yourself, you dress yourself, and you're listening to a, pro a podcast right now because you've chosen to be inspired or learn something, right? So there is love there. But are you conscious of that love? Are you reminding yourself every day? You know, I love myself. And not only is that okay, but that's really important. I mean, I'll, I'll tell a, a really vulnerable, open story to you all. I've lost two friends to suicide in my life. Because they didn't learn to love themselves enough to ask for help. And that's, you know, really the saddest, the saddest thing when there's an opportunity to love yourself enough to ask for help, to love yourself enough to take action towards progress, whether that's emotional progress, professional progress, whatever. But if there's one thing you took away from this, it's that being conscious of love for yourself will also allow you to feel more conscious of the love you get to feel and experience from others. Really, really important. Right? So just to reiterate those areas that I'd love you to think about, 
you know, be conscious of your thoughts and how they affect your actions and your output every day. Be conscious of your feelings and your energy so that you can make decisions on feeling better and generating more energy. Be conscious of your behaviors so that you can decide how you're going to show up every day. And you can do that by being conscious of others so that not only are your behaviors based on your integrity, but they're based on how other people are feeling. Be conscious of your progress so that you can measure those metrics, feel worthy, make decisions on how to make more progress and actually progress. Be conscious of the moment so you can slow time, so that you can reduce that noise and actually progress in that moment. Be conscious of your intuition, your gut feeling, right? That takes a lot of self-trust, which leads us to the final one, being conscious of love. Be conscious of the love that you have for yourself and the conscious of how the, how the amount of love you have for yourself impacts how much love you allow yourself to receive from others and give others, right? So I'd like to... I'd like to walk you through a little practice that I developed a few years ago, which you can take away, you can try for yourself. Um, you can actually download this and I'll, I'll give you, um, I'll give you uh, information on how to download this. Um, it's, a, it's a kind of a meditation practice that I developed for myself, you know, a few years back because, you know, listening to meditation music really wasn't working for me. And I, I'm a very visual person. So I developed this meditation as a really simple, quick way of being present, of reducing the noise, getting present and getting focused, reducing that stress, right? Um, so that I can make decisions in the moment to progress. So here we go. What would be great is listening to this if you have the opportunity to sit down somewhere quiet and of course you can always you know come back to this part of the podcast if you're currently walking or you're at work or on the tube to put yourself in a room where things are quiet and you can sit down and just take a deep deep breath in your nose from your belly and out of your mouth and close your eyes I'd like you to think about this idea that in your mind there are three rooms there's the past habitual library i spoke about it earlier this is the this is the place that holds everything you've ever done and experienced in your life the emotions the the stories the experiences and we can recognize that in this room time doesn't exist because it's it's already happened and in this room, there's a library which we continue to stack as we move through our life with new experiences, new feelings, new evidence, new metrics. It's where we stack our confidence shelf. It's where we learn. And it's really important to recognize that this room is a room that we get to consciously choose when, when, when we enter it and when we don't. So I'd like you to reach over to the door to this room in your mind and just slide that door shut. Now on the other side of your mind is the future habitual workshop. This is where we go to think about all the things that are to come in our lives, 
all the plans that we have, all the things that we want to create, all those to-do lists, all those things that maybe we're not looking forward to, but we know are going to happen. Again, this room, we get to consciously decide when we enter it and when we don't. It's not going anywhere, so we get to use it for what it's used for. But like the past room, this room is void of time because it doesn't exist yet. So I'd like you to reach over to the door to this room and slide that door shut. Now we're in that third room. We're in the present room. And the great thing about this room is it's the only room that actually exists because it's here, it's now. It's as you're listening to my voice. It's the sensations that you feel in your body. It's the temperature of the air. It's any noises that you hear around you. And in this moment, everything just slows down. If I was to count five seconds, it, normally it might not sound like a long time, but in this room, five seconds is a long time. One, two, three, four, five. You see how elongated that felt? You really feel into this moment and how calm and how still and how vast this moment feels. And know that you can close those doors and sit in this room anytime you like to feel that expansive space and that calm and be in the moment. I like you to just take three deep breaths in your nose, out your mouth, in your nose, out your mouth. And one more, in your nose, out your mouth. Now open your eyes. How did that feel? Know that any time you can you can do that. It was just a literally maybe one minute, less than a minute of time in the moment. And what this will actually do, like neurologically, biologically, is it will train your brain to be more present. When your brain is trained to be more present, it can focus more. When you can focus more, you can get more done in less time. You can be more productive. You can be more conscious of your thoughts, more conscious of your feelings, your energy, your behaviors, other people, your progress, the moment, your intuition, and of course, love. Make sure that you are measuring your metrics by things that you can control. You are in control of how worthy you feel by recognizing your worth. You are in control of how happy you feel by recognizing what makes you happy. And you are in control of how successful you feel by recognizing your progress and feeling, allowing yourself and giving yourself permission to feel that success, knowing that you can be more successful. And that's exciting. That's when we get to open that future room door, make some plans and then close it again. I hope this has been informative and and you know 
useful podcast for you. And I, I hope, really hope you ask yourself those questions and take some time for yourself to develop this level of consciousness and presence so that you know that you are in control of your response to life and that nothing gets to throw you off track because you make the decision what you're focused on, how you're feeling, so that you can be more excited, more happy, more worthy, and ultimately more successful. So that when you get to the end of your life, you can look back and say, Do you know what, I absorbed every moment of that. I succeeded, I felt successful, and I sucked up everything that I got to be grateful for every day. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and hopefully I'll get to speak to you again on another podcast. You take care, this is James Williams. And if you want to download that practice, the Three Rooms Theory, you can go to my website, www.thegrowthedge.com forward slash downloads, and download that Three Rooms Theory. It's all free. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and I'll speak to you again soon. Take care. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the I Heart My Life show. Now do us a favor and tell people about this episode. It's truly our duty to make sure that the I Heart My Life movement is spread far and wide. The truth is life can be challenging, but it is possible for all women to love themselves and their lives. And while you're at it, send a link to this episode to three of your friends today, or maybe even post it on social media. Use the hashtag I Heart My Life show. That's hashtag I Heart My Life show. And if you'd like to help me personally, then please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Give us some stars, cheer us on, and leave a review. Because believe it or not, that stuff actually really does help. And I read all of them. Please remember everything you desire is meant for you and possible. Keep showing up, taking action, and believing in your dreams.